The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Are you turning to Pierre Strong or Mike White to win your first fantasy playoff game? We are into week 15. And we do have to talk about that uh, bloodbath last night. Unfortunately, some big-time injuries that obviously impacted fantasy, but uh, we'll uh, we'll have to talk about Kyler Murray. Very disappointing news, obviously, and hopefully... Uh, he has a speedy recovery. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Yeah, baby, we got uh, some some interesting running backs. I think I'm hoping not some traps at wide receiver with guys like Zay Jones and DJ Chark and much tougher matchups than what we've seen them have lately. Um, they're going to be obviously uh, big priorities on the waiver wire for a lot of people. Can you really trust Mike White this week going up against the Lions who give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks? All right. Whew. How you guys? How you guys doing? I'm sure you made the playoffs in every league, right? Congratulations! Hold on, hold on. First of all, congratulations, because if you're listening, you probably made it yeah. to week 15, right? Yeah. And you made the playoffs in your league. And if you're still listening and you didn't make the playoffs, thank you. And don't worry, we'll have stuff for you too along the way. We never stop doing these podcasts, even during the off season. Now, that being said, uh, no, I did not make the playoffs in every single league. I oh. made, but I did have a good year. Uh, I missed it in my keeper league because of Kyler's injury. That really stings. So now I'm in the toilet bowl in that league. Uh, and it was a crazy game, really tough game to watch. If you needed just a few points from Murray or Ramondre. And I don't even know if we we've got a Patriots running back that we can feel good about going into next week because Ramondre might play for now. Yeah. We're not ranking him, but he could end up going in the game. He talked after the game. He's hopefully he can play. Damian Harris could come back. So, Real big mess at running back for the Patriots. So, of course, we're going to lay out the waiver wire situation for week 15, but I'll also give you some week 16 players to know just in case you have a first yes. round buy or you want to get mm-hmm. prepared for week uh, week 16 right now, even if, even if you don't have a first round buy, maybe stash a quarterback or a DST. Um, 
with that said, Jamie, real quick here, uh, with Colt McCoy taking over now and, and the fear is a torn ACL for Kyler Murray, uh, is this a big deal for DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, or Marquise Brown? I mean, it's a slight deal for them. I, I think you saw Hopkins, you know, 7 for 79. The fumble sucked, but, um, you know, I, I think he's still somebody you're starting. You know, it's not the easiest matchup this week, of course, but um, it's hard to get away from what his target share should be and his potential should be. Uh, Marquise Brown, I think, goes from borderline number two to, you know, number three receiver. Uh, clearly, he's going to be the guy they use in the slot until Rondell Moore's healthy. Then we'll see what happens there. Um, but eight targets, he was pretty disappointing. You know, had a bad drop on fourth down. And, uh, again, tough matchup. So number three receiver, you know, for the for the time being. Uh, Connor, I think, you know, you've seen now, this is now three of five games where he's looked pretty good. Um, and I, he's he's probably their their. Second best player, you know, Hopkins is still their best player. Second best player, so I think Connor's locked in as a as a borderline number one, certainly a number two guy. You're starting uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. But Colt McCoy made two starts earlier this year. In both of those games, two wide receivers had 90 or more yards. In Week 10, it was Hopkins and Moore. In Week 11, it was Hopkins and Dorch. So um, he hasn't really been just in terms of pure passing yards. He hasn't been a big drop off from Kyler Murray. Not sure about the touchdowns. The fantasy points obviously won't be the same, but um, all right. So, and, and the pass rush was just too much for him last night, but the Patriots have one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. All right, with that said, let's get to our top waiver wire priorities. Jamie, who would you say are the top priorities for week 15? Uh, the running backs are kind of scary. You know, I, I think there's not really somebody that's a slam dunk. You can make a case for the Patriots, but as, as Dave laid it out for you, um, the fact that Damian Harris made the trip, and was doubtful and not ruled out. You know, I think he's probably the safest one to come back as of now. Because uh, Stevenson, you know, we'll see. But um, I, I think it was probably with the intent of, you know, they're staying on the West Coast. So the fact that they, you know, took him probably with the idea of, okay, he's not playing Monday. He's probably going to play week 15. Um, so we'll see what happens with Stevenson. You know, I, I, it's always a little concerning when, you know, you're not in your own facility and having to get treatment. You know, I, I would imagine their their trainers, their doctors, all those things that they bring with them are, are fine. But, you know, not in their own building. You know, so who knows how cautious they'll be uh, with Stevenson. But in any event, you made a case for the for the Patriots, guys. For me, I would probably go with Zay Jones and Evan Ingram as the top two guys, just given what the, the targets that they had, how well Trevor Lawrence is playing, and, and given the, the nature of Jones has been pretty consistent for a month. Ingram, the position that he plays. Um, and then if you want to go quarterback, you know, you, you, you can make a case, Mike White or even Brock Purdy. You know, I, I wish Purdy had Debo Samuel. Uh, that's not going to be the case. But uh, if you need a quarterback, and obviously there's going to be one in almost every league, depending on the playoff scenarios, with uh, not just Kyler, but Lamar Jackson, you know, trying to replace a lot of big name named options there. Uh, Mike White looks like the best of, of the quarterback group. All right, so Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and Mike White. <laughs> you know, it's just funny to say those names, Dave, in, in week 15 with the playoffs on the line. And White at least has the best matchup you could have. Jones and Ingram are playing the Cowboys, which is a bit of a tricky matchup. You know, they haven't been great against tight ends. Uh, they they just lost a starting cornerback two weeks ago and obviously struggled against Chris Moore. But um, I don't know. I mean, who are your top priorities and how much are you worried about matchups this week with some of the top guys? I'm worried about some of the matchups as well. And I know that's what you're concerned about with Chark going up against yeah. the Jets and, and certainly the Jaguars going up against the Cowboys. I just think that Jacksonville at this point is going to need to keep throwing the football. So I understand where Jamie's coming from with Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. And, and they're toward the top of the list for me too. I'd still have Chark up there. We we saw a very small bump in playing time for Jamison Williams. 
And it, it just leads me to believe that Shark could be a really good high-end number three receiver the rest of the way for a Lions offense that's really clicking right now. So I, I actually think he's only available in 35% of leagues anyway. So yeah, people that are playing in normal leagues, Shark's already rostered. But he would be at the top of my list if he saw there's Zay Jones right behind him. He's only available in 40% of leagues. So both those guys could be gone. Let's lay out a universe where both those guys are gone. Who would be my favorite wide receiver? I would take it week to week with Elijah Moore. He's available in over 70% of leagues. If there is no Corey Davis, we saw his playing time go way up. He's taking on the Lions. That's a good matchup for him. And I thought he played well, and you can't argue with the targets that he got last week. So he might end up being the top guy to go after, but it's not one that I would have supreme confidence in. Certainly not a rest-of-season league winner type of guy. That's a wide receiver that you can start this week who could be okay for you as a, as a number three option. And then the only other player that I think is worth adding and stashing, and I don't even know if I'd start him, is Jarek McKinnon, who's available in 42% of leagues. I think he's the best running back that's out there. Heath has talked a lot about how the Chiefs offense, when, when push comes to shove, McKinnon's the running back who's in. And so if they get into some more close games toward the end here, I, I think McKinnon's the one that you'll see on the field. He gets a lot of high leverage snaps as it is. He's not bad. I'd, I'd go after him if he's available. I actually think it's a great waiver wire week. I, I think it's a deep waiver wire week. You know, there's there's no. Um, it, it's like if Josh Jacobs were out, we could we could be really excited about Samir White, but he's got the pinky injury. Do we? By the way, do we know if Josh Jacobs is is playing this week? We don't. Right. So I think he is. Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris are facing the Raiders. You know, so that would be interesting. Pierre Strong certainly looked fantastic. You saw his speed. He was the fastest running back in the NFL draft. You saw his speed on that play where he got around the edge and got past I think past he was the, the second corner. fastest. I think he was the fastest. I think Pacheco was the fastest. Really? All right, well, whatever. Doesn't matter, right? He's fast. <laughs> um, Chris Moore. If, if Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks are out and Chris Moore is facing the Chiefs, I think that'd be pretty interesting. Miko Hardman. You made a pretty strong case for him on, on FFT yesterday about that you would... I think you said you start him over. I know you said you start him over Gabe Davis. You said you start him over. You said, I think you said if you were doing rankings, he would be a top 24 series. I think he'd be, I said he'd be right around top 24. The Chiefs see the seventh most wide receiver targets. They allow the seventh most wide receiver yards. Um, and, you know, he's been good both times that Collins and Collins and uh, Cooks were out. And that was against the Eagles and the Cowboys. So, yeah, I do. I mean, look, I know that we're talking about playoff teams here, but. Some of my playoff teams, three receiver playoff teams, I could use a, I could use a steady ten point floor, and I think you'd have, I, well, <laughs> I don't know if I could say Chris Moore as a floor, but uh, Traylon Burks, sixty five percent rostered, Miko Hardman could be back this week. I don't know if I said him yet. Um, I think it's a pretty interesting week, and then tight ends really weird because the best guys have dreadful matchups, dreadful, uh, like Goddard, jeez, Dallas Goddard if he's still available. His next three matchups are against teams that are top four against tight ends. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about today's show and I won't delete Allie too much longer. We should get into some of the names, some of the players. Um, I do want to tell you that if you'd miss anything tonight or if there's or if today if there's updated news that we need to talk about tonight, we have a live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern. So join us, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Four-hour live stream. We'll help you set your lineups. We'll help you with your waiver wire claims, whatever it is. Uh, but 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight, YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Be there. Okay, I did want to talk about those tight end matchups. Look at this. Dallas Goddard, his next three matchups are against teams that rank fourth, third, and second against tight ends. I don't really think Chicago is that good. That's his matchup this week if he plays. But that's something to keep in mind. Um, 
Cole Komet has the Eagles and the Bills in his next two games. Evan Ingram has Dallas this week. So I don't know how much that factors in. If, you got, if you're looking at a guy like Tyler Conklin, who has the best... Well, isn't isn't uh, the Davis just a safety too? Who, the Cowboys? So Curse got hurt in pregame warm-ups, but then he played. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's another safety that got hurt. Was there? I was thinking Curse. I didn't realize he played. Yeah, he, he came back. Um, but I don't know. Like, those are three of the most attractive guys that, that you could either start or pick up. More likely you're just starting them, but they're probably rostered. But that's Goddard, Komet, and Ingram. Again, I don't know if Goddard's playing this week, but he's eligible to come back. He said he was going to play. And then you got a guy like Tyler Conklin, Dave. His next four opponents rank 27th or worse against tight ends. Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, and Miami. So, <laughs> yeah, what are, you, what are you thinking about tight end matchups this week? There are people that started Hunter Henry because of the whole... He's got a great matchup in week 14, and, and they're hating us right Why? now. Why? He had, seven, he had 70 yards. I guess. Uh, I, I don't love Tyler Conklin. I don't want to start him unless I'm really low on finding tight ends and literally streaming and praying. That's the only thing. What, do you get eight targets? I think it's not bad. Eight targets, yeah. Um, that's another guy with a target boost with Corey Davis. But also, like, why? it's so funny. The Jets, not like they're giving up a ton of points. Throw in two of, th- two of the three games with Mike White. 44, 52 passes. I don't know. You can count on that, but... Uh, on him throwing a lot? Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> Why? That's what he's done. Every time he's been playing, he's thrown a lot. I know, but it's just kind of weird because they're such a good defense. It's what Joe Flacco, this what they trust everybody but Zach Wilson to throw. Yeah, just you wouldn't expect it from one of the better defensive teams. Um. All right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to lay that storyline out. Let's uh let's talk about some names here. Um, some news and notes, I guess. The injuries. Kyler Murray, Kenny Pickett, Tyler Huntley, Russell Wilson. We, um, you know, we don't know about them. Well, we know about Kyler. The other guys are up in the air. Um, Desmond Ritter starting for the Falcons. Matt Ryan is starting for the Colts. Brock Purdy has an oblique injury, but he's expected to play as of now. Thursday game at Seattle. At running back, you're looking at the Texans. Um, Damian Pierce. Jeff Wilson has a hip injury. Ramondre Stevenson, obviously, and Damian Harris. Ken Walker was listed as limited in practice. Are you guys expecting Ken Walker, or we just don't know yet? It's don't a great sign. It's a great sign that he was limited. You know, it's it's more of a, a designation as opposed to a practice because they they don't have to uh, they they have to give you uh, an injury report. But these guys didn't go through you know what their normal practice regimen is because they're playing on Thursday. Um, but the fact that they, you know, put him as limited and DJ Dallas as, as did not practice kind of tells you, I think, the direction that they're heading. So um, I, I think the fact that it's it's a positive step on the first day is good. OK, uh, Josh Jacobs has the pinky injury. Uh, Khalil Herbert is expected to return this season. He's eligible to come off IR in week 16. Not sure when he'll be back, but it won't be this week. Mike Boone is likely out for the season. At wide receiver, there's a chance you won't have either Boyd or Higgins this week. Boyd seems completely unlikely. He's week to week. Higgins could be out too. He's got a hamstring injury. They're at Tampa Bay. Debo Samuel sprained MCL and sprained ankle. So worst case scenario is avoided. Uh, He's expected to return sometime in the regular season. Tyreek Hill hurt his ankle. He looks like he's going to play. Devontae Parker's got the head injury. So Parker's probably out this week. Jacoby Myers hopefully will come back this week at the Raiders. Corey Davis left with a head injury. They say he's making a lot of progress. They're hopeful Corey Davis can play. But as I say every week now, it's rare to see a guy clear the concussion protocol and not miss any time. 
DJ Moore hurt his ankle. It does not appear to be a big deal. And Richie James is in the concussion protocol. At tight end, Hayden Hurst is week to week. You know, it'd be really nice to have Hayden Hurst right wow. now. Wow. What? Cole Beasley. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I forgot about it. Right. Two wide receiver notes. The Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton, and the Bills put uh, Cole Beasley on their practice squad. Do you guys care about either of those things? Obviously, says they don't trust Isaiah McKenzie anymore. Yeah, it's over for Isaiah McKenzie. It's kind of been over for a few weeks, but Beasley's a sure-handed slot guy that they're going to try and win with. No, I'm not adding either guy to my fantasy teams. All right, Daniel Bellinger left with injured ribs. Offensive line. Hopefully, the Vikings get healthier. They should get Christian Darrisaw and I believe center Garrett Bradbury back this week. Dallas lost its right tackle, Terrence Steele, for the season, um, but hopefully, getting Tyron Smith back as early as this week. And Philadelphia right tackle Lane Johnson has an abdominal injury. The biggest defensive news, I would say, is Quinnen Williams for the Jets. Their star defensive tackle, he has a calf injury. Not looking great as of right now to play against the Lions in a huge game. Um, Minnesota had some key injuries on defense. Jordan Hicks, James Lynch, a defensive lineman, Harrison Smith, a safety, all injured. I would say at least two of them could play this week. Um, all right, that's 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 fine. Houston's best cornerback, Steven Nelson, left with an injury facing the Chiefs this week. And blah, blah, blah. Top three at each position. Dave, who are the top three quarterbacks to get this week? Mike White's at the top of the list. He's 51% available. After him, I've got Ryan Tannehill, 47% available. Brock Purdy, 78% available. White's the only one that I would feel good about starting because of that matchup against the Lions, combined with the fact that he's just been throwing so many passes. And so it's Mike White against the Lions, uh, Ryan Tannehill at the Chargers, Brock Purdy at the Seahawks on Thursday. Jamie, I think you have Purdy second over Tannehill. You go White. Is that right? White, Purdy, yes. Tannehill? Okay. Yes, yeah, Seattle stinks. Seattle does stink. So with Tannehill and Purdy, well, actually, I think with Mike White, um, where is he ranked, guys, and who would you start him over? None of them are, are in my top 12, but just outside. You know, all, all three are borderline top 15 guys with – um, probably Purdy and Tannehill closer to 20, but um, or top 20, excuse me, with with Tannehill and Purdy and Tannehill closer to the, to the bottom of that group. Uh, but Mike White, look, I mean, as long as he's healthy, that's the biggest thing. You know, he's got to mm-hmm. get through practice with the rib injury. You know, Purdy's got to get through the uh, oblique injury, but seems to be fine. Um, I think it's more of a, a, again, a Thursday game, Monday designation type of situation for him, but he did have the injury reported after the game on Sunday. So just something to keep an eye on there. Tannehill, I think, will get a boost if Traylon Burks does play. Uh, so you can, you know, if you want to put him second over Purdy, it's fine. Uh, I just like what I've seen from San Francisco quarterback. And I think Purdy has basically looked, uh, in, in his two appearances, like Jimmy Garoppolo, which is just a credit to Kyle Shanahan and the weapons that they have there. It sucks. They doesn't have Debo, but, uh, again, Seattle is just absolutely dreadful. And so I think it'll be another good game for him. Mm, they're dreadful against the run. I think I'm going to start Christian McCaffrey this week, guys, <laughs> short week playing Seattle. That, that's one of my concerns with Purdy is that he might just be able to hand off. The other concern is that, yes, he looked good. I love the way that he can handle the pocket and make defenders miss when the pressure's on. He seems just unflappable in that regard. He doesn't challenge downfield that much. Now, he did on a couple of touchdowns. That's great. But I wish he'd throw like further than five yards a little bit more often. So, yes, Seattle's defense stinks. 21 or more fantasy points to three of the past five quarterbacks that they faced. But I, I'll go with Tanhill against the Chargers. They've allowed at least 20 fantasy points to three of their past four. I, I think that their defense isn't exactly anything special either. Neither one well, of those two are in my top 12. 
Yeah, they're hard to figure out the Chargers because uh, in their last eight games, only been, there's only been one quarterback that's thrown more than 28 passes against them. And that's my fear with Tannehill is that they're just going to run the ball. But It's got to be a Derrick Henry game. I mean, their, yeah. their defense is awful right now. But you made a good point, Jamie, on HQ is that you know both teams should be able to score, right? So if the Chargers score against this depleted Tennessee defense, does that mean that Tannehill's going to have to throw a little bit more? He threw 38 passes last week. Um, he, he absolutely might. He absolutely might. But I, I think, you know, if if Mike Vrabel has his way, it's not going to be what's happened the last, you know, two games to them. Mm-hmm. Um, can they avoid that? Maybe not. But, you know, I, I think if their, you know, formula for success is their formula for success, it's don't make Tannehill have to throw. I also wouldn't overrate the Chargers defense just because Tua couldn't connect with anybody except for Tyreek on that deep play. But they're not that bad. I mean, what are they? They're. There only five quarterbacks have scored, I think, twenty or more points against the against the Chargers, and two of them were Mahomes. On the season, yes, yeah. but in the past four games, it's been three. Yeah, but it, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, who had fifty-six yards and a, and a touchdown rushing, and Derek Carr, who had twenty fantasy points, which was a bad game for him, and then Tua was terrible. I'm not going to argue over Tannehill. He's not even. I don't think he's top fifteen. Yeah, that's the truth. You don't think well, Mike you have White's to the only one that I'm interested in, and right. he is. He'll end up either at 12 or right under 12 in my rankings this week. Yeah. Because he's playing the Lions. And I think for me, uh, with Purdy, like I I have him in a super flex league. I have him and Russell Wilson, and I obviously, I can't. By Thursday, there's no way I'm going to know if Wilson's playing. I like Purdy. I'm just, I'm a little worried about re-injury. You know, I, I don't know how serious it was, but I hate that it's a Thursday game. And before Debo left the game, he was throwing so much to Debo. And he did two weeks ago as well. So I I just wish it were a Sunday game. Unfortunately, it isn't. You're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to weigh the risk of re-injury. I, it's a double standard because you could say you could play that game with so many players, but oblique is such a kind of like vague injury and it's a short week and I I don't know, man. But Well, if you're if you're doing that with Purdy, then you gotta do it with Mike White too. Um yeah, except I feel like Purdy's kind of like a soft tissue thing, you know, where he could tweak it and it could go wrong. Whereas okay, but Mike White takes one more could take a hit. hit yeah. He's on his way back to the hospital. Yeah, but then he, if he goes to the hospital in the second quarter, he will be back after halftime. That's what I know about <laughs> Mike White. All right, Jamie, who are the top running backs this week? I think Jeremy McKinnon makes the most sense just because of the uncertainty with the the Patriots backfield, but you know, it's there again. There's nobody that you're picking up and starting this week outside of potential flexes, unless Josh Jacobs is out, and then Zamir White would probably be a number two running back just based on his opportunity. So, I'll go McKinnon one, Pierre Strong slash Kevin Harris two, and Chuba Hubbard three. If you want to put White third, you can, but I think Hubbard is going to uh, conti- continue to eat into Deontay Foreman, and they're going to run, run, and run some more because they're run blocking their offensive line and just everything they're doing on the ground has been great. Uh, basically for for a while now, but certainly coming off the game like against Seattle, and they'll probably do the same thing this week as much as they can against Pittsburgh. All right, so McKinnon, Patriots running backs, and if you had to pick one, I'm assuming it'd be Pierre Strong. Strong, yeah. And then third was Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard. Um, all right, so with let's let's play a game where Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris are out, Josh Jacobs is out, Damian Pierce is out. If that's the case, which backfield would you be targeting? And would you start any of those handcuffed backup running backs? As I just said, Zamir White would be a number two running back. So right. Zamir White would be one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I would say 
you said the Texans guys. Yeah, uh, I would. Zamir White would be one. Uh, I would target the Patriots guys two, strong two, and then I would target uh, Rex Burkhead three. Uh, I did get some good news for for them, which could be good news for Pierce also. The Texans just waived you know Benjamin, so that could be a good sign for for Pierce's status. Okay, Dave. Um... Jarek McKinnon, is he just a start? Is he a stash or a start? He's a stash. Could be a start as the season rolls along. All right, wide receivers, Dave. Who are the top wide receivers to get? I've got Chark 1, Zay Jones 2, Elijah Moore 3. The only one that's going to be available in more than 50% of leagues is going to be Elijah Moore. I think you can buy into what DJ Chark's been doing the past couple of weeks. I think you should definitely buy into this Lions offense. Really, the whole Lions team has been so much better. And uh, Zay Jones is going to be an up and down guy. You know, he's going to get, he should get target volume every single week. Just got to hold on to the football. He didn't do it two weeks ago. He did last week, had a great game. Uh, good number three receiver in PPR. This is to me is the biggest question of the week. It's Chark and Zay. Whether you're Chark starting. makes me really nervous this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he, he's, he's going to be on the boundary. So he's going to see probably, you know, good chance of seeing Gardner. Um, he's playing outdoors. Both of his games have all of his good games have come indoors. Um, golf has been bad outdoors. Uh, I think you said it, you know, a good point, Adam, if Quinton Williams is not there, I mean, Josh Allen was miserable until Quinton Williams left the game, uh, in week 14. And then once Williams left, things opened up a little bit for the bills. So that's a big injury to keep an eye on there, but they still have a lot of bodies to rotate that they can throw in there. Um, yes, the Detroit offense has been great. Yes. Chark has been great, but, um, the, the setup has been certainly much, much better than it has been this week. Right. And he only has 13 targets in his last two games. He's caught, I think, 11 of them. He's been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. I mean, right. you know, we, again, you know, uh, a couple things, you know, for, for people that have been listening to us. I mean, I can't say how many times we've, we've mentioned J.K. Dobbins for the last month about picking him up and stashing him and get ready for what's coming. And, and he, he did it a week early. Uh, and Chark. We've been saying this for weeks, you know, pick up DJ Chark. Started with the Buffalo game, you know, when he came back and scored a touchdown. Okay, against Jacksonville next week. Let's see how he does against the revenge game. You know, so he's looked great. But uh, as I'm telling people to add him, I'm going to tell people on Wednesday to sit him because it's going to be one of those situations. So I want him on my team if I can, uh, but this is not the week you want to trust him. So this is DJ Chark we're talking about here. I yes. guess Dave is going to He's got Carolina and Chicago in week 16 and 17. Yeah, those are great. That's much better. Um yeah, we can get further into it later in the week, but also another thing the Jets do beautifully is they they don't allow deep balls. They haven't allowed a, a deep... If, if I define a deep ball as a 20-plus air yard pass, they haven't allowed a deep ball touchdown since week six. Uh, they're one of five teams that's gone that long without allowing a 20-plus air yard pass to, to be caught for a touchdown. Okay. Chark has two of those of his three touchdowns this year, including one last week. And it's by the way, it's not just Sauce Gardner. It's DJ Reed on the other side, too. Right. Uh, they have two terrific cornerbacks, and they just held in the last two games Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs to fewer than fifty yards. So I think, yeah, not, but it's this not is just DJ Chark. <laughs> it's not just Chark. I mean, this whole matchup is so fascinating, uh, and this game is is the game potentially. <laughs> ah, see now it. I know potentially, uh, and then Zay Jones is the other one. I mean, you, you know, I, I think you could be very encouraged by the fact that he torched Baltimore a few weeks ago. That was great. Um, but you know, but again, Dallas is not Tennessee. Uh, I don't know what Dallas is defensive. I think this is actually less about the matchup and more about the season long thing for Zay Jones. How much are you going to buy into the last month basically compared to before this? He wasn't even a guy that was really worth, worth rostering. 
Well, I mean, it's buying into Lawrence, but Lawrence has been awesome the last month, you know, and, and yeah. they, as Dave said, they, they're struggling to run the ball right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to stop Dallas, you know, despite the fact that Dallas had some offensive struggles against the Texans. So I think we'll see this being a game where they're chasing points. I think this will be a situation where Zay Jones uh, has 40 plus targets in, in, in the last month, you know, and, and just been out producing Christian Kirk. And so if, if this is now, I don't think he's the go-to guy in this offense, but he's certainly one a in, in the last month. Um, I'm trusting Lawrence right now. I'm trusting the way that this passing game is, is producing and I'm trusting what Zay Jones is getting. And so, yes, two games ago was awful against Detroit. Great matchup. Uh, but he bounced back and he bounced back in a big way. And I think that shows that Trevor Lawrence wasn't concerned about the drops either. So they are, they are using him and he is producing. So he's, he to me has a higher ceiling this week by a lot than DJ Turk. All right. Last question. I'm just looking at the chat on YouTube and a couple of people are asking. So if Josh Jacobs were out, uh, are you confident that it would be Zamir White, the guy to get and not Amir Abdullah? No. I'm not, I'm confident that it would be Zamir White to get. I'm not confident that he would get significantly more touches than Amir Abdullah. And it's clearly not an easy matchup against the Patriots. I know their run defense has been a little leaky the last couple of weeks against Buffalo two weeks ago and then James Conner. But uh, I still think that he's going to get the more most opportunities to carry the ball. You know, he may not have the most opportunities to touch the ball if the game gets sideways and they're throwing it to Amir Abdullah. But I still think the minute that Jacobs left with the finger injuries, Amir came in. Now, it seemed as if he did something wrong because when he went out, I think it was the running backs coach kind of yelled at him a little bit. Um, which is understandable for a rookie, but he's probably going to get a lot of practice reps this week because I can't imagine they're going to run Jacobs out there who was dealing with a quad injury, a calf injury, and, and a finger injury and say, okay, yeah, you're going to be our guy every practice rep. So hopefully Zamir White takes advantage of of the opportunities that he's going to get in practice, and if he's forced to start, he'll uh, he'll get a good chance to carry the ball. So format matters for your fantasy team, um, but I, I, I would lean White over Abdul. And Dave, Agumba Wale or Burkhead if Pierce is out? It's almost almost the same thing as in Las Vegas, where Burkhead would be the main running downs guy and Agumba Wale would be the passing downs guy. But we've seen Burkhead handle passing downs too. So there's a chance where he may end up playing all the running downs and some of the passing downs. To me, it's a no-brainer that it'll be Burkhead. And Dave, follow-up question. Um, Miller Light or uh, lukewarm tap water? What time of day is it? <laughs> it's football time. Oh, then it's definitely Miller Lite. Yeah, and it's holiday season, too. Oh, then it's absolutely Miller Lite. Yeah, I know you're going to sit down with your family during the holidays and crack open a cold Miller Lite. It's what I do. Oh, uh, you're not going to talk about this? Sorry. I, you, I, I'm, yes. I'd be happy to talk Go about ahead. it. Please talk about it. It's just... it's. My favorite thing about Miller Lite is that it's it's easy going down. It's not one of these crazy beers that's got all kinds of stuff in it, and it's low on the calories. So I, I get a nice, crisp, cold, refreshing beer without the guilt of having 250 extra calories stacked onto my giant belly. So <laughs> it's 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 actually the perfect beer for me during the holiday times, watching the games. There's a triple header on Saturday. You know I will be curled up on my couch. No sound on. Having to <laughs> so mellow. weird. Yeah, the holidays can be stressful. That's all the more reason to raise a glass or a can and keep things uncomplicated. And since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just great beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com FFT to find delivery options near you. 
so you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Let's go back to the waiver wire. Jamie, who are the best tight ends to get this week? Uh, Evan Ingram would be one. It's hard to overlook with his production, certainly what he did in week 14 against the Titans. I think you look at uh, Chico Conco again, you know, certainly depending on what happens to Traylon Burks, but uh, it seems as if he's going to be a staple in the offense. And again, if you're going to play game script and they're chasing points, then you should see another bump in targets. Uh, the third guy would be Tyler Conklin, uh, again, coming off eight targets, facing a matchup that should be favorable for him. And uh, an opponent that he knows. He played in this uh, in, in the NFC North last year, played Detroit twice. So we'll see how things go there for him. Uh, I'll go back to Hunter Henry again, another good matchup against the Raiders. It's uh, going to be probably dependent on Jacoby Myers, how much he'll trust him. But, uh, you know, nearly had a touchdown against the Cardinals, three for 70. And I think he has another opportunity to potentially find the end zone. So uh, not a, not a must-start guy, but certainly somebody that can be potentially helpful for you. And then Taysom Hill, if there is no Jawan Johnson, you saw him score a touchdown last week, and no Mark Ingram, so he could you know see another boost in, in carries as well. They did elevate David Johnson to the active roster, so he'll probably be the number two running back, but we know how they use Taysom Hill. So desperate times, call for desperate <laughs> measures, and Taysom Hill could be that desperation play that you need. I kind of like the matchup for Taysom Hill, and I think he'll continue to get opportunities. He's going to be my second favorite one on this wow. list, with Evan Ingram first. And then I got another name for you. I don't think you mentioned him, Jamie Hayden Hurst. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, no, this but week. he's still considered day to day with the uh, with the injury. So, who, do who you pick him up with your last waiver claim of the week and keep your fingers crossed that he plays on Sunday? Because maybe if if, if there's no T Higgins and there's no Tyler Boyd, uh, I, I think Burrow's running out of guys he can trust, and I figure that his target share will go way up. He's the claim of the week, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I got to get creative. Um, yeah, that, right. that was a good hard right turn. Thank you, thank you. That's Hayden, <laughs> Hayden Hurst, I I love for him to be playing. I thought he was week to week, so I wasn't expecting him. I don't think he's playing. So, I mean, you know, you can you can wait until the end of the week. but Yeah. Okay, uh, Evan Ingram, Chico Conquo, Tyler Conklin, Hunter Henry, Taysom Hill. Would you start any of those guys over Mark Andrews? Um, I was starting him over Andrews. If Ooh, if okay. uh, if there's no Huntley or Lamar Jackson, yes. How about Greg Dulcich with the the dream matchup this week? Eighty six percent rostered. Drop him, keep him, start him. What do you do? Oh, start him. He had eight targets. I mean, I know it wasn't pretty, but he still had eight yeah. targets. Dulcich has the Cardinals this week, and he had eight targets in two straight games now. If Sutton plays, then you know maybe we'll have a different discussion. But assuming Sutton's out, if he gets eight targets again, even if it's from Brett Rippon, there have been eight tight ends who have had six or more targets against the Cardinals. Seven of them have had uh, double-digit PPR fantasy points, and a lot of them have had like significant, you know, fifteen plus uh, DSTs. Dave, you like any DSTs this week? Of course, the Commanders are out there in fifty-six percent of leagues. People drop them because they were on buy. I love the matchup against the Giants. You saw them do okay against the Giants the last time they played. That was two weeks ago. Giants have given up at least 10 fantasy points to three of the past four DSCs they faced. Washington's had at least eight fantasy points in each of their past nine games. So safe floor, high ceiling coming off of a bye. I wouldn't use them next week, but I like them this week. A defense that I like this week and next week is Denver. 56% available, just like the Commanders. They've got the Cardinals without Kyler Murray this week. They've got the Rams with Baker Mayfield. 
the week after that. So that's a DST that can help push you. Uh, a, it'll save you a, a waiver move. And B, it'll help push you potentially into your fantasy finals. Jets are out there in a few leagues. They're playing the Lions. They're at home. Uh, I would take a chance on them. Those are going to be my top three. Jets, you said, was third? Jets are third. Okay. Washington and Denver priorities this week for sure. Jamie, kickers. Um, the kickers are uh, Young Shui Koo, uh, indoor game against the Saints. Robbie Gold against Seattle. Cameron Dicker against the Titans. Will Lutz against the Falcons. And Joey Sly against the Giants. Dave, do we have any IDP? Uh, I can get them to you in a few minutes. I have a couple other defenses if you want to. Uh, I would go. I would take a chance on the Saints this week against the Falcons just to see what Ritter does. Who knows? He may struggle. Uh, the Vikings against the Colts. We know they've been bad. The Browns against whatever the quarterback situation is there for the Ravens. And the Cardinals against Brett Ripper. It's actually a pretty good week for DSCs. I would take all those personally over the Jets. Um, I, uh, I don't know if Cody Barton's still available. I mentioned him last week, but he's an absolute IDP star right now. Uh, four straight, very good games for Cody Barton. He keeps having a pass defended, which is probably not going to continue, but a lot of tackles for him. Seattle linebacker. Um, so that's the only guy uh, Deron Payne is, uh, someone I had to drop, unfortunately. And Zach Allen is doing a great job for the Cardinals. I watched him again. Oh God. Yeah. Is he, is he, did he get hurt in the game? Did he get hurt? I don't think so. Who? Which defensive lineman got hurt for Arizona yesterday? Oh, he was him. Good job. Hand hand injury. He doesn't need that. He'll be fine. I think he was on the Put injury report going him. into the game, though. Um. Yeah, but that was with an illness. Okay. So he had. So Zach Zach Allen is good. Yes, you can look at him. Deron Payne is very good, and uh, he's getting the Giants. Just had a good Ooh. game against them. What about Chandler Jones? That's a blast from the past. The last two games for him, four sacks. Against the Chargers, he had six total tackles. Rams, only three total tackles. But looks like he's starting to generate some pressure, and he's got the Patriots this week. Okay. Take a look. Joss Uche, too, man. He's been on fire. He's got uh, five sacks in his last two games. It's tough to chase mm-hmm. sacks, uh, and he's a linebacker, I guess. Yeah, it's easier to chase them with defensive linemen right. than it is linebackers. Um, all right, so that's a brief look at the waiver wire. We'll obviously have more. I'll give you week 16 guys in a second. But, Jamie, how about the shallow league guys, the J.K. Dobbins of the world? Uh, who are the players that 10-team managers or ESPN Yahoo leagues uh, should be looking at on waivers this week? Trevor Lawrence, if he's available, he's 84% rostered on, on our site, so probably a little bit more available on some other sites. Um, at running back, uh, Cam Akers obviously scored three touchdowns the last two games. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, like you said. Uh, Damian Harris is 67% rostered on our site. So if he's the starter for the Patriots next week, he clearly has must-start potential. Um, at wide receiver, you're looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones coming off his big game, 83% rostered. Uh, I'm going to go back to Michael Gallup and Jacoby Myers. I know they uh, struggled in Gallup's case and, and Myers didn't play, but clearly there's a path to success for both. Uh, Drake London, 70% rostered. There's a, there's a chance for him to hopefully build off his last game and do well with uh, Desmond Ritter. Tight end is a bunch. Uh, Gerald Everett had still had a healthy amount of targets uh, and a good matchup this week against the Titans. David Njoku, clearly a uh, big game for him, 82%. Dallas Goddard and Darren Waller, we've been saying it for weeks to, to stash those guys. Uh, Dawson Knox coming off a strong game, and I think he could have success against Miami. And then my favorite one is Cole Komet, uh, 75% rostered. I don't know why people were dropping him, but um, despite the tough matchup, you know he's going to get a lot of targets from Justin Fields. 
do you uh tr- do you trust like Drake London and Donovan Peoples Jones this week? I said that I would start Peoples Jones over Gabe Davis on the show and on HQ, and I I think I'm gonna have to walk that back. I'm just terrified of anyone facing Baltimore, basically, uh, except Najoku. I think he could be okay, but like, like those two guys, Peoples Jones and Drake London, because the Saints have been really good against wide receivers lately. Uh, how do you feel about them? Yeah, I don't know if you have to worry about starting them. I mean, mo- look, most guys that you're picking up off the waiver wire right now are not necessarily must-start guys. You know, you're talking about third receiver in three receiver leagues, fourth receiver if you play a flex. You know, that's where these guys are kind of going to live for now. But if they have another good game, I mean, if People Jones has another big game, especially with Mark Cooper again dealing with the hip injury, you know, you might go back to him in week 15, 16, excuse me. You might go to Drake London again in week 16 if he has uh, another good performance. So must start, no. Um, must add, not even that category, but someone you might want to kick off your roster. Like, who's going to help you more rest of season at this point? Debo Samuel or Drake London? Could be Drake London. Yeah, Debo might not play. play. Yeah. All right. Hey, Dave, none of these guys are available in my leagues. Who are the deep league guys? <laughs> the deep league guys are interesting. I'll start at wide receiver because you've got a lot of Rams wideouts that came alive with Baker Mayfield on Thursday. Ben Skoranek, 95% available. Got a lot of targets. Looked like a poor man's Cooper Cup, I guess. Uh, Tutu Atwell, 98%. Looked like a faster Cooper Cup. I guess everybody just looks like a Cooper Cup in that uniform. <laughs> uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Giants, 98% available. Also, big guy, physical, not a burner, who can get open, and we know that Richie James is unlikely to play this week. I don't know if you really want to trust targets in the Giants offense, but there's one who's been good. The past couple of weeks, Chris Moore, we've talked about him. He's 95% available. And uh, a guy that I'm I'm a little particular to, but I think I'm only going to take him in the deepest of leagues, is Rashid Shahid in New Orleans. He's been playing a lot more. He's got great speed. I wonder if there's something there for him, but it's not somebody that I'm going to recommend in your typical 12-team league. Maybe only like 14, 16-team leagues, bench spot type of a guy. Chris Moore has got to be the prize of that group, right? I don't know, because what happens if Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins comes back this week? I yeah. can't imagine Brandon Cooks playing again. I, I I can't either, but you never know. I I just think that last week, and we've seen it before from Chris Moore, where like he has one big game, and then he reverts back. No, to no, I don't think that's fair. First of all, we have seen almost nothing from Chris Moore. I'm not, I'm not saying he's got this great history, but we have not seen consecutive games without Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. But I can but in the two games he has played without Brandon Collins, without Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, he's been good in both of them. Now he scored a touchdown and one he didn't have a big game. But you know, like and by the way, Nico Collins was averaging something like eight targets per game in his last four games. So I think Chris Moore is gonna probably get eight targets. And if you do that against the Chiefs, I think you're gonna fall into twelve ish PPR fantasy points. You know, with with potential for more. I agree with you, Adam. He, he's the prize of the group. And now he isn't if the other guys come back. But, you know, look, I think you can take that kind of gamble here. You're not competing against that many teams on your waiver wire. Um, I think a lot of people won't even give a crap about Chris Moore. So, <laughs> um, Right. I don't know how many of these receivers people are going to care about. I mean, I'm, I'm going to care. just at the point of the year where half the league is is done. Right. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll take a, a look ahead to Week 16. We'll briefly recap the Monday night football game, and we'll – Talk more about the waiver wire. I mean, if you're in a 2QB league, do you go with Mitchell Trubisky maybe? Uh, 
gosh, who who's the other? Oh, Andy Dalton, maybe? I don't know, something like that. We'll, 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 you know, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so you're not playing for anything this week, got your first round by, or you just want to get ahead of the game and stash someone for next week. I'm mostly going to focus on quarterbacks, uh, tight ends, and DSTs. I feel like the running backs are based on injuries, and the wide receivers, the ones we tell you to pick up this week, are probably going to be the same ones for the rest of the season. But anyway... Uh, you got Mike White against the Jaguars. Got Daniel Jones at Minnesota. I know he's not widely available, but if you're, you know, maybe you don't want to drop him. Uh, Daniel Jones. Tyler Huntley, if he comes back against the Falcons, although that could be Lamar Jackson. Sam Darnold. Jackson is expected to play in week 16. Yeah, as of now, yeah. Sam Darnold against Detroit. Brock Purdy against Washington. Kenny Pickett against the Raiders. Jordan Love, I put on here, if you're in a 2QB league. He's at the Dolphins. But I think the the top two, Mike White and Daniel Jones against the Jaguars and at the Falcons, respectively, look like the best options for Week 16 on the waiver wire as of now. Um, you could pick up Elijah Moore. Like the Jets, the, if you want to buy into the Jets, whether it's White or it's Elijah Moore or it's Tyler Conklin, they've got the Lions and the Jaguars in their next two games. So that those are some of the players that you might consider for Week 16. Uh, Kate Otten has the Cardinals in week 16. I wish that were, you know, a better situation. Daniel Bellinger's at the Vikings. Hayden Hurst is at the Patriots. They're not very good against tight ends. Not a great list, I know. You want to stash- Otten did play more snaps than Brait last week. All right, there you go. Uh, you want to stash a DST for week 16? The Titans get the Texans. They're 70% Perfect. rostered, but uh, I'm sure they'll be dropped this week against the Chargers. The Bengals are at New England. The Vikings get the Giants. I don't really want that one, but uh, the Broncos, Dave, you mentioned them earlier. They're, they have yep. uh, the Cardinals this week, and they have the Rams next week. And and then you drop kick them into the sun because they play at Kansas City. In <laughs> there you 17. go. And Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is eighty four percent roster, but if they get dropped this week against the Bengals, which they very well might, they're at Arizona next week. So that's a good one. There you go. That's week sixteen for you. If you missed it, please rewind. Patriots 27, Cardinals 13. Jamie, any major fantasy takeaways from this game? Nah, none. Boring game. Nothing happened. <laughs> uh, it sucks. It sucks that Kyler Murray got hurt. It sucks that Ramondre Stevenson got hurt. I think you jinxed them. You said you were going against both those guys, right? Uh, yeah, in, I put the tweet the out. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, you won. Um, I won, yeah. To you. Uh, but yeah, it sucks to lose Kyler for what's most likely the rest of the season. It sucks to lose Stevenson, however long he's out. And Devontae Parker getting hurt, not fun either, so... Uh, just not not a fun game. Really not a fun game. 
Yeah, and if, if Kyler tore his ACL, then it's going to be a very interesting uh, situation for next year. I think it makes it easier to hit the reset button for them because that's been a lot of talk about, you know, maybe moving on from Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. And so if you, you know, you know, you're going into 2023 with the potential of Kyler being limited to start the season, then maybe just bring in a new coach and see how that goes. Or you stick with Clink, with Kingsbury and say, you don't want to have, you know, a, a quarterback to learn a new system until Kyler's ready to go. So it could go either way. My guess is they move on from those guys. Yeah. Either way, it's bad news for that team. And uh, I did a, oh, look at this. I did a Twitter poll last night. Who deserves more of the blame if a team continues to commit a lot of penalties? That is the Cardinals with their illegal shifts and their false starts. And my goodness, coaches or players? Players got 50.5% of the vote. Coaches, 49.5% of the vote. Um, all right. But you know what? James Conner is, uh, is really emerging right now. And look, there's just no way you can take him out of the lineup. Uh, and he's had a lot of catches Especially with Colt the Raiders. Yeah, um, so it's, it's good for him. I, I didn't, I didn't he know he had this in him. What did you say? He gets the Broncos. Oh right, the Patriots. Oh, the that's Raiders. right. That's right. My bad. Uh, but yeah, good for James Conner. Uh, Marquise Brown could have had a better game. He had a really bad drop on a fourth down. Would have been probably around sixty yards for the game. Five catches, sixty yards or so, if he had caught that ball. And Greg Dortch just. Robbie Anderson basically was the guy they used in three receiver sets. Does that mean Marquise Brown was playing in the slot? Yes. Mm. Well, yeah, so Dorch was a was a total bust, didn't have a target. All oh. right, to the waiver wire. So the, the check to see if available guys are Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones. They're 84 and 79% rostered. Jones had about 20 points, I think, against the commanders a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he had 19 points uh, with a fumble, but he ran for 70 yards, and he had, uh, I think, right around 200 yards passing and a touchdown. Yeah, and he's the top 15 quarterback on the year. But would you start Mike White over either Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones? Over Jones, yes. Over Lawrence, no. No. So you guys are all in on Trevor Lawrence right now? Yeah. How could you not be? I, because it's the Cowboys, they're a much tougher matchup. And and two weeks ago, don't forget, two weeks ago, he went at Detroit and he sucked. He got hurt. He played the whole game. Well, he didn't play the whole game. He left in, right before half. He did not miss a, I don't yeah. think he missed a snap. He played almost the entire game. He did not have a great game. But he, I mean, he got uh, Did he finish as a top 12 quarterback that week? Uh, maybe. Uh, it was such a bad quarterback week that he may have finished. He was not a top 12 quarterback that week. No. Okay. Are you sure? Because it was a really bad quarterback week. He, he I thought he was, I thought it was like 13th or something. <laughs> Well, well, either way, he struggled against the the um, the Lions. But it, I guess you know. Look, I don't know how tough the Cowboys' defense is. Um, I don't think they're like some impenetrable force. But okay. Anyway, would you start Brock Purdy over Daniel Jones or Ryan Tannehill over Daniel Jones? Uh, I would go Jones, Purdy, Tannehill. Okay, Dave Taylor Heineke uh, against the Giants. Who it's just. Their defense stinks right now. Um, they could get a little healthier this week, though. Desmond Ritter at the Saints. Colt McCoy at Denver. Baker Mayfield. Uh, Trubisky, Dalton. Two QB leagues. Who's the best option there? From what you said, it's Heineke, because of what you said about the Giants matchup. They've given up at least 21 fantasy points to a quarterback in each of their past two games. Heineke's been playing okay. Just hasn't been getting huge stats, and I wonder if this is a matchup you mentioned the defense bad. Their run defense hasn't been great, and the yeah. commanders can just run on them a lot. It's been a recipe that's worked for them. Jones would actually be kind of real close to that 
I, I don't love the matchup for him. This commander's defense has been playing better. If I had to pick another quarterback after Heineke and Jones, I guess it's Darnold, but I, I really, no, I really don't feel good about anybody that you name. All right. We won't. Uh, I want to give Donald credit, though. I mean, he's he's been 20 or more fantasy points in three of his last five. His worst game over that stretch was 16 points. That was at Dallas. He got you 19 against the, the Commanders. He's running. He's got two rushing touchdowns over that span, a 71-yard game against Washington. So you said it. He's a top 15 quarterback. At some point, you just got to give him credit for what he's doing, despite the lack of his receiving core. We like running quarterbacks, and he's been among the best. And Daniel Jones just scored the most points of any quarterback all year against the Eagles, which is wild. Um, and, he didn't the game. and he didn't even finish the game. That's right. Um, all right. Uh, so let's let's talk about running backs then. So how about Cam Akers um, and James Cook? Cam Akers, James Cook, J.K. Dobbins, and Damian Harris. Jamie, those are the shallow league guys. Obviously, Dobbins is the man. But Akers, you know, two good games in a row. Is Dobbins clearly better than Akers this week? Oh, by far. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say two big games in a row because he just found the end zone last week and he also fumbled in that game for Akers. So uh, I, I think with Akers, uh, as, as I said last week, he's a poor man's Jamal Williams. If he does not score, it's going to be an absolutely miserable stat line. He is not catching the ball at all. And so you're, you're counting on more in non-PPR leagues, a little bit better in half PPR, or a little bit lesser uh, of value in half PPR and really no value in PPR again. If he does not score, could be could be atrocious. So Dobbins is the prize for me. Uh, Harris is is a close second if Stevenson is out. So you know it's just, just something to keep an eye on. There, a lot of people drop Damian Harris, un- understandably so. Um, I don't want to you know completely move off of James Cook. You know my concern was he wasn't going to build off the game to the same extent that he had uh, the, the 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 New England game, and and that happened against a very good Jets defense. I don't think the Dolphins defense is as tough. So we'll see if he's able to get back into the. Swing of things, certainly catching the ball. So if people are dropping him, you could you could take advantage of that. And he's a Devin Singletary injury away from, you know, having a lot of value. And uh, and I think that covers those four guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have McKinnon, who, uh, boy, unpredictable guy. <laughs> um, the Texans, they're the horrible run defense, but they're actually good against pass-catching running backs. But I don't know that matchups even matter with McKinnon. Just, you know. Yeah, right. If he's on the field at the right place at the right time, he right. seems to make plays. And when he's not, he's terrible for your team. I think I'd personally jump from James Cook to Jarek McKinnon. Okay. As far as bench running backs go. And then there's much more upside. You know, we, we I think you said it again yesterday that McKinnon has no value. Um on the on on the HQ show. I don't, I don't know how you phrase no, it. No, I, I said I'm never starting him. You, I'm sorry, that's right. You said you're never starting him. And as I said to you, He's the most likely handcuff. I don't think it's Melvin Gordon. I don't think it's Ronald Jones. I think if there is an injury to Pacheco, then McKinnon is going to be part of a committee, but I think he would be the leader of that committee. And he's certainly the preferred guy, as Heath has pointed out, like they've said, whenever they're in these, you know, tough situations. So is that going to yeah. be this week? Probably not. Um, but is that going to be something that happens at some point the rest of the season? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, we didn't expect it to happen against Denver when they were up 27 nothing. So you know, McKinnon, I think, has value as a flex. He has value as a flex this week because of the matchup, and then we'll see what happens moving forward. All right. We prefer Pierre Strong to Kevin Harris. We like Zamir White over Amir Abdullah, but we don't have certainty in these situations. We prefer Rex Burkhead to Daria Gumbawale. And if all three of those situations work out where the starters are out, Zamir White would be our favorite. Right? I got that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Actually, I moved. I moved White to third behind the Patriots guy. Okay, 
But you have the Patriots guys ahead of White, I think because you're thinking it's more likely that Josh Jacobs plays than Ramondre Stevenson? Okay. Now, the other guy who's just getting work is Chuba Hubbard. So I guess we can talk about him, Dave, your expectations for Hubbard. He has 14 and 17 carries in his last two games. Steelers have struggled against the run uh, last three weeks, which is surprising. They had a very good run defense for most of the year. Uh, but Carolina is a team that's 4-3 and three in their last seven games, running the ball a ton. What do you think about Chuba Hubbard? I think he's going to continue to take some of the rushing work away from Deontay Foreman, and he played 11 of 15 snaps on third and fourth down against Seattle last week. I think that's what his role is. And when he's when he's got a hot hand, as we saw in the second half, he gets a lot of the work. The, the downside to Hubbard is that Foreman's still there, and Foreman will still dominate snaps inside the 10. And Raheem Blackshear is there, and he played 20% of the snaps last week, and he had a hot hand. It was a lot of Hubbard and Blackshear in the second half. So I'm nervous about starting Chuba Hubbard. I think he's another good piece of bench depth for fantasy managers who can't get their hands on McKinnon. All right. I wonder how much of a foreman's foot injury played into that, you know, just missing from practice time. Mm-hmm. And you it's know, possible. Harvard getting a little bit more work, so it's just something to keep an eye on there. But you also go back to two games ago; uh, he had, I think, seventeen carries. Or yeah, he carries, did something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not like Foreman isn't getting work. I, they're just, they're like, I, I mean, they're like what the Browns used to be with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They're like what the Cowboys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even to a to a larger extent. I mean, Darnold's barely. Well, as uh, as I think it was Pete Prisco noted on one of our shows that they're. Offensive line is starting to click, and yep. you know this 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 rushing attack has kind of gotten them back in the playoff hunt. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's been interesting to watch, and you know, if the Bucks aren't careful, you know, they may end up losing the division, and and the, the Panthers sneak into the playoffs, which would be just an amazing story that they fired their coach and they couldn't figure out their quarterback situation, and even at, at a sub five hundred record for them to be a playoff team would be amazing. They face. They face Tampa Bay in Week 17. Could be a big game. All right, Jordan Mason has somewhat of a role. Travis Homer. Look, there is still a possibility that Travis Homer... Go back to Mason for a second because they brought up a great point that this can easily be a game that the 49ers just try to run the ball over Seattle. And if McCaffrey has this knee injury, he'll get his numbers and then get out of the game if they're playing with the lead. And Mason, you know, as we've seen, you know, he's picked up that Elijah Mitchell role. So we could be looking at a double-digit day for him. So if you want a sneaky play for this week, probably better non-PPR, uh, Jordan Mason might be the one to get. It's not exciting, but he's given you at least 51 rushing yards each of the past two games. He has at least eight carries in each of the past two games. I'm going to make a terrible joke. Jordan Mason is not your best option, but he's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad someone got that. Uh, from the, what, the Rock? Yeah, Connor yeah. Yeah, because that was his character. John, he was Mason. Uh, Your so, what's that? Your best. Your best. Losers whine about their best. Uh, Travis Homer is could be the starting running back this week again. I think that's all for Christmas movie. You know what movie was on last night that I've never seen that starts out with Christmas carolers, but other than that, it's not a Christmas movie. I was cracking up, like laughing my head off. The Adams Family. Can you, the original? That, can you believe I've never seen that, first of all? And my God, it's so good. I, I only saw 15 minutes, and I loved it. When I, when the, the original one with... Yeah, uh, yeah with Christopher Lloyd and Ra, Ra, uh, Raul Julia, whatever. I'm sorry, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. his name. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston, and yeah. Very, very funny. Christina Ricci was amazing. They're all great, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, Travis Homer. Your favorite could, character was the hand. Could be, I love the hand. Travis Homer could be the starting running back if he is. Does he crack your top 30 this week against the Niners? I had a hard time no. uh, between Travis Homer and Kareem Hunt cracking my top 48. Oh, yeah. wow. That was my decision at 48. <laughs> okay. The nice thing we can say about Travis Homer is that he played 91% of the snaps last week. Usually when there's a running back that plays that much, he's a borderline must start. But he had only 11 touches, and he's taken on the Niners. Yeah. No. And forget it, man. I, I He's a desperation play. We've talked about a lot of other running backs I'd rather start. Jamie, you put Gus Edwards on the drop list. They did have 13 carries. Facing the Browns, do you not think that he's got some Chuba Hubbard-like appeal? I mean, I guess he can. You know, you're counting on the score. It's probably a mistake to put him on that list. But um, are you going to start Gus Edwards anytime soon? No. Nope. He's a bench guy. All right. Let's uh, let's take a look at the wide receivers here. So the, the check to see if available list. Tell me how many of these guys you would start this week. Donovan Peoples-Jones against Baltimore. Gallup at the Jaguars. Jacoby Myers at Las Vegas, Drake London at New Orleans, Peoples Jones, Gallup, Myers, London. How many of them are starters, Dave? Uh, zero. Okay, they're all they're all potential starters in three receiver leagues. Yeah, um, I wonder. I guess about, Jacoby would be a potential starter in PPR. Right. If we assume that there's no Devonte Parker, and maybe you know Ramondre Stevenson is obviously a big pass catcher. Myers has been really bad lately. He's had some tough matchups. And by the way, the Raiders are dreadful against the slot. They allow the, the most receiving touchdowns to slot wide receivers and the second most receiving yards to slot wide receivers. So my message for you maybe would be don't drop Jacoby Myers uh, right now. Uh, Zay, I guess you probably would drop him for Zay Jones, though, would be my guess. 100%. All right, Zay Jones, DJ Chark, Chris Moore. We haven't talked about Traylon Burks, and that is my bad. If he plays this week, where do you rank Traylon Burks? He would be my favorite of the group that we just listed, the check to see if he's available. And I would put him, I would probably still pick him up third behind uh, DJ Chark, but I would start him over DJ Chark. So if you want to go Burks over Chark this week, then I think you do that. Yeah, he's the number three receiver if he plays. All right, he's kind of on fire. His last three games, 70 yards against the Bengals. Uh, we have 111 yards at the Packers, I think, something like that. 70 yep. yards against the Bengals and then, play like five snaps, caught a 25-yard touchdown against the Eagles. Miko Hardman, remember him? He scored 12 or more points in PPR in four straight games, scored a touchdown in three straight games. Uh, he's a guy that I don't think you're going to throw him right in your lineup, but yeah, stash him. Pick him up. Elijah Moore. He was great. We already he was great about. before he got hurt. I got one. He's one of five wide receivers. I guess it's four now that if you're on by this week, you should go and consider um, Elijah Moore has an opportunity if Corey Davis is out. Yep. Some, some deeper league guys, Marquise Goodwin, Jawan Jennings. Just, just keep in mind with Elijah Moore. We saw a game where Corey Davis missed a few weeks ago, and it, he wasn't good. Yeah. Who was the quarterback? I believe it was Mike White's first start. Okay. okay. Uh, Jawan Jennings, Ben Skoranek, Isaiah Hodgins. Dave mentioned some of these guys. Nelson Aguilar. I'm sorry. It was Mike White's second start. It was White's first start where Elijah Moore scored, and then he disappeared the following week. And then right. last week he... Right. It was three games against New England, Buffalo, and New England. Yeah. Where Corey Davis missed. Those games were started by Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson. Okay. And the playing time is way up for Elijah Moore. So I do see the reason to be excited, and the matchup is terrific. 
Uh, any interest in Demarcus Robinson, guys? Who's no. their quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I, I might be mildly interested if it's Tyler Huntley because I think he's their number one receiver at this. Oh, I got one. But, oh, go ahead. Paris Campbell at Minnesota, fifty-three percent rostered. Yeah, not bad in PPR. In their last three games, the Vikings have allowed eight wide receivers to score double-digit PPR fantasy points, including four Lions. Um, yeah, it's a weird week. I, I, it's a tough. Like, how many playoff teams are starting Paris Campbell? I get it, but for those of you who are in that rare situation, I do want to throw out as many names as possible. It's just you're not really picking guys up to stash them all that much anymore. If you're doing that, then Jamison Williams should be toward the top of your list. Okay, tight ends. Gerald Everett. Start, drop, stash. Like, what do you do with Gerald Everett? And he had, what, nine targets? Mm. You're going to reluctantly start him if you can't get your hands on a better tight end. Oh, I hope I can get my hands on a better tight end. The only one I would drop him for would be Ingram. Comet. Oh, if those guys are available, that's their story. Yeah. Yeah, like of the of the widely available of the of the sorry widely rostered guys Everett Najoku Goddard Dawson Knox Cole Komet Darren Waller, where does Everett rank on that group? Uh, assuming Most Waller and Goddard are playing, yeah, he would be last. Ahead, yeah, behind Dawson Knox. Uh, ahead of Dawson Knox. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. All right, so the tight end good that, matchup for Knox. Yeah. He, it's another guy. Matchups mean absolutely nothing for Dawson Knox. If you look, he's the first one to score against the Jets. First one to score against the Jets. He's had great matchups before. He's been terrible. Um, like he had two catches for 17 yards at the Lions. Um, so matchups just don't matter for Dawson Knox. All right, uh, Evan Ingram, Chigo Conquo, and Tyler Conklin are the top three for Jamie. Dave, what's your order? At tight end, it's Evan Ingram, number one. I've got Hill, number two. Okonkwo would be third for me. That's assuming that Traylon Burks is out. Yeah, big difference for Okonkwo if Burks plays versus if he's yes, out. Yes, huge. He might not play more than 12 snaps if Burks plays. I don't think it's going to be huge. I think he started to do enough that they're going to continue to lean on him. They need players in this passing game. And so, again, if you're playing out game script and they're chasing points, then I think Okonkwo is in a good spot. If Goddard and Waller play this week, do you go to the waiver wire? Or, James, potentially. Do you go to the waiver wire or do you just start Goddard and Waller? Goddard for sure. I'd be a little nervous about Waller, but he'd still be a top 12 tight end. I think if this was a normal week uh, last week because they played on Thursday, Waller would have played based on everything you heard. So Waller might be a little bit healthier. Yeah, Goddard, like I said, his next three matchups are against top four teams against tight ends. Chicago, though, is very untested. They have faced almost no good tight ends this year. The best one they faced was Schultz, and he had 74 yards. Um, And Dallas Goddard's Dallas Goddard. But when Dallas Goddard has had tough matchups, he has struggled a little bit. Um, He had 26 yards and a touchdown at Washington. He had 22 yards on six targets against Dallas. He had 23 yards and a touchdown against the Commanders in the second game. He, he got hurt in both Commanders games, but he he left one of them early. All right. Uh, okay. Other tight ends. Hunter Henry against at the Raiders. Uh, Greg Dulcich, do not drop him. He's got the Cardinals. And then if Juwan Johnson plays, is he, what do you think? 
mean, he's basically been the epitome of touchdown or bust. So uh, I would say high-end number two tight end. The two DST prizes are the Commanders against the Giants and the Broncos against the Cardinals. And the Saints, uh, Jamie likes the Saints against Atlanta, Vikings against the Colts, Browns against Baltimore, Cardinals at Denver. Dave's third favorite streamer behind the Commanders and Broncos is the New York Jets DST. Kickers are Youngway Koo, Robbie Gold, Cameron Dicker, Will Lutz, and Joey Sly. And programming announcement, we're going to be recording the Sunday recap show at uh, 4 o'clock so I can finish in time for the Giants-Commanders game. Hope that's cool with you, Dave. We don't even have to worry about the other afternoon slate. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, we're very excited for football. I'm excited for fantasy. Big week for a lot of NFL teams. This is a beautiful time of year. Holiday season. I got my Christmas vacation sweater coming in the mail tomorrow. Everything is, is just very... It's a great time of year, everybody. Um, so... Happy to be sharing it with you. Congratulations on making the playoffs. Good luck to your fantasy team this week. Good luck to your NFL team this week. And we'll talk to you tonight on our live stream and tomorrow with some tough calls for Fantasy Week 15. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 